We are reading in the study of the Ten Sfirot, Volume 1, Part 3, in Inner Observation, we are in Chapter 3, Item 1. Chapter 3 clarifies the Ten Sfirot, which their levels are equal. One, we shall now explain the ten sfirot of equal level, meaning if the level of the coupling reaches up to Keter, then it contains a hundred sfirot, which are Keter through Malchut thickwise, clothing one over the other, each of them contains ten sfirot lengthwise from Keter to Malchut. And if the level of the coupling is up to Chochmah, they have nine sfirot thickwise, each containing nine sfirot lengthwise. And if the level of the coupling is up to Binah, they have eight sfirot thickwise, each having eight sfirot lengthwise, and so on similarly. This applies to each and every coupling by striking of the upper light on the screen, which is brought here in the words of the Ari in chapter 1. Item 2. The reason for it is that wherever it is said that something spiritual moves from one place to another, it does not mean that it left the first place and came to a second place, as in corporeality. Rather, it only implies an addition, as it remains entirely in the first place, as it was, even after it comes to the second place. It turns out that a second place has been added, for there is no absence in the spiritual. Since the Sfirah of Keter is the root of the four phases, Chochmah, Binah, Tiferet, Malchut, of direct light, they necessarily pass through it. It follows that they have left their roots in it, for there is no absence in the spiritual. Thus, the Sfirah of Keter alone necessarily contains all nine Sfirot, Kachab, Chagat, Nei, of direct light. It is the same with the Sfirah of Chochmah, where Bina and Tum passed through her and thus set their place in her. Thus there are eight Sfirot in the Sfirah of Chochmah from Chochmah to Yesod. It is also the same with Bina, where Tiferet and Malchut passed through her and set their place in her. Thus, Bina has seven Sfirot from Bina to Yesod. It is also the same in Chagat Nehi in Tiferet, 
and in Malchut, thus Keter consists of nine Sfirot, Kachab Chagat Nehi, of direct light, meaning excluding Malchut. Since Malchut has no direct light, but only reflected light. Chochma consists of eight Sfirot, Chub Chagat Nehi, of direct light. And Bina consists of seven Sfirot, Bina Chagat Nehi of direct light, Chesed consists of six Sfirot, Chagat Nehi of direct light, and so on similarly, as each upper Sfirah consists of all the lower Sfirot that had passed inside her, as there is no absence in the spiritual Item 3. This aforementioned incorporation happened by the force of the Ten Sfirot Kachab Tum of direct light themselves, even before the coupling by striking was made on the screen that raises reflected light and clothes them. However, after the coupling by striking was done on the screen in Malchut, and the reflected light rose from the screen in Malchut and clothed the Sfirot of direct light, the reflected light equalizes the level of all of them. For example, if the coupling by striking had been on the screen of phase 4 that raises reflected light to Keter, the ten sfirot of reflected light, Kachab Chagat, Nehim, emerged here from Malchut and clothed the Kachab Chagat Nehi of direct light. Thus, the ten sfirot of reflected light are in reverse order from the ten sfirot of direct light. This is so because the root of the ten sfirot of direct light is up in Keter, and they stand from above downward, from Keter to Yesod. However, the root of the ten sfirot of reflected light is in Malchut, as they emerged from her. And it is discerned that they stand from below upward. Whereas Keter of reflected light, meaning the root, is in Malchut. And Chochmah of reflected light is in Yesod of direct light. Bina of reflected light is in Hod of direct light. And Chesed of reflected light is in Netzach of direct light. Vura of reflected light is in Tiferet of direct light. And Tiferet of reflected light is in Gvura of direct light. Netzach of reflected light is in Chesed of direct light. And Hod of reflected light is in Bina of direct light. Yesod of reflected light is in Chochmah of direct light. And Malchut of reflected light is in Keter of direct light. Thus, they stand from below upward, beginning in Malchut and ending in Keter. 
בואו נעלה לכמה שאלות אולי. בסדר. פלורידה. So let's answer a few questions maybe. Right, Florida. Thank you, Rob. What exactly is the reference of the thickness and lengthwise? What, what is he referring to? coarseness and refinement of the world to receive where the light the lights expand and the lights expand according to how much coarseness in the world to receive and how much of the screen is on it and the screen works according to the level of coarseness in the desire so the hardness of the screen has to be comparable to the coarseness of the desire give one yes dear Rav he describes a process here to the extent in which I understood that this mutual incorporation between direct light and reflected light Nevertheless, this always happens relation, in relation to Malchut? Yes, in each and every sp- specific individual sphere, there is the same thing. So what happens first? What light comes first to Malchut? The direct light? Or first she builds the reflected light and it glows in her? No, first Malchut receives direct light from above downwards, and then Malchut over comes with the restriction, screen, and reflected light, and from there onwards begins the ascent of the reflected light back to the emanator. And then we have such actions in each and every degree, each and every sphira, where the Malchut as if rises to each and every sphira and then reveals in each sphira a part of its direct light and a part of the reflected light. Chadera 1. Chadera 1. Rav, we always learned that there's ten sfirot all together, but each sfira includes within it ten other sfirot and so on and so forth. Yes. Now we're seeing the ten sfirot, there's the lengthwise and kind of thickness-wise, that there's a uh, horizontal and that contains also ten sfirot vertically, that individual sfirot are kind of horizontally how is every next sphira include within it horizontal or lengthwise according to how you look at it that's how it happens you could take all of this creation as all in all ten sphirot and then divide that to ten more and ten more and ten more all the way to infinity or to 100, 100, 100, 100 it doesn't matter even a thousand, thousand, thousand Thank you. Can I ask another question? Yes. When he talks about the direct light that go through Keter, he didn't say in the beginning about Malchut. There's no Malchut of direct light that goes through Keter? Malchut 
of direct light, when it responds, it responds to the light that comes to it from the Keter. And therefore it becomes the Keter of reflected light. No, when he says that Keter, the upper, this is called Keter of direct light. There he talks about Nehi, but not Nehim in the beginning, as if there's only nine spheres that emerge. Nine of ten of uh, uh, nine of uh, reflected light, and nine of. Uh, we know that there's supposed to be twenty. Of course, twenty. Okay, it didn't work out to me for me. Okay. H S. Yes, thank you, Rav. Tell me, what's the importance of the rule that there's no absent in spiritual, the addition of every, that Barasalam mentions in every chapter here? No absence in the spiritual means that in the spiritual, everything is static. There's no changes. The changes only happen in the person who attains. He mentions it in every chapter. Is it truly an obstacle for Kabbalah studies that he has to mention it, that there's no absent in spiritual? What's the importance of this rule for us? That spirituality is is already established and there's no change happening there. He mostly wants to mention that the relationship of the Creator towards the created beings is to do good to the created beings. Meaning that the Creator always relates to us in a static manner, and it all depends on how we relate to it? Of course. It says, I am Hafaya and I do not change, nothing is changing. In short, the Creator is good that does good. The emanator, on his part, there's no change. From the moment he relates to creation and has his desires to do good to the created beings, he created the created beings and that's it. No more changes. And we exist in that static state. You can call it the final correction. But we only attain what we attain towards ourselves in a gradual way so that we build the vessels for it so we can feel where we actually are. So these things have to become revealed in us gradually, but in fact... Everything was created in one instant. And just like it's it's written that uh, all the emanations were emanated and created beings were created. Meaning all the names, all the names, appellations, lights, parts of etc. It's all us that that attain the creator. We, We give those? Yes. Yes, it's only with respect to the created beings. With regards to the true reality, there's no change from beginning to end. And in general, when you talk about all of creation and everything, it has no time, no beginning, no end, nothing. It's just that's how it is. With respect to the created beings, 
we say before it didn't exist and then it does exist. It's all with respect to the created beings so that they can perceive it gradually and organize it within themselves in their developing vessels so then they can perceive, grasp where they are. But it's not like the situation itself is changing. No. Nothing's changing in the world. Nothing new under the sun. Thank you. Tell me for. Why does the direct light diminish from above downwards? Sorry, ask again. Can you hear me? Why does the direct light diminish or become smaller on the way down? Because it goes through screens, and each and every screen filters the direct light and matching it to its malchut, which can receive it in order to bestow. And therefore, even though round light comes from Ensof, but the Malchut can receive it as thin line. And that's the, the issue of the diminishing light. From the direct light that comes, does it touch the Malchut? The direct light touches the Malchut, but in, with such uh, clothings that it goes through all the clothing and processing of each sphira. What does it mean in clothings? It can't just clothe the malchut. It has to be clothed through restriction and reflected screen and reflected light, and then it can dress into the malchut. The guest doesn't want to receive from the host what the host gives. He has to wrap it with his relation to the host so that I, I receive, but I receive because I want to give you pleasure. I want to bring, to show you how much I enjoy receiving from you. It's not about what you give me. Not that I disregard what you give me. But what's important is that it's coming from you. So all of that is how the, the what the Malchut needs to rearrange it in itself towards the, the giver, the bestower, the ketel. The host wraps what he offers in clothing? No. He waits for the Malchut to respond to it, and when the Malchut asks, then he does it. Then he helps her cover the direct light with reflected light. And then it can be received. And that's why it presents it to her in the smallest extent, in the smallest measure? Yes. That doesn't present it in the lowest measure, just in a precise measure to match Malchut so that Malchut can make a restriction over it and then build herself with her reflected light. Okay, we have info. So, sorry, I want to go to them first. 
Hello, Rav. Hello, everyone. We are here to update about a very special opportunity that's open to us. Lately, a certain need has opened, and we heard it from you, Rav. A need and a desire for another point of connection during the day. Not just the morning lesson, and not just the gatherings of friends and conventions, but throughout the day, during a day, another opportunity to meet in a live broadcast and to try to awaken and renew our intentions. With Rabash, we used to study both in the morning, and I also told you there used to be an evening lesson. It's not that it was mandatory to come to it, but those who could. And still, some people came. But much a much smaller amount, I have to say. But still, there's questions about what to do during the day. Some people are not working, or they're working and they're still available. Maybe it's less relevant to women, more to men. That's why I said when I was asked, how did you call it? Call it shy. We're talking about a lesson, connection, a lesson, something. It's the ideological group, yeah? Yes. Yes, so what did I say? I said I'm willing to try. So what do you want to hear? First of all, throughout the day we will put out a survey to all our friends in the world to talk about the days and hours that are convenient to find the right time. And from you we will want to hear how would such a move of a common point of connection for the world and for those who can, both men and women together with Rav, in the middle of the day, how would such a move strengthen us and our intention throughout the day? I have to look into what are comfortable hours and also time. How long can it be? Topic of the lesson and so on. And certainly another meeting during the day would be very Uh, connecting between us and advance us a lot. Even those who won't be able to participate if they're not capable, then they would still advance with us. We can include them in our connection. That's it. Yes, Rav, maybe it's also important to say that this such a point of connection, such a lesson that we'd have in the middle of the day will also be translated to all the lessons. It will also be recorded to those who can't participate live and they can watch it later, meaning a truly point of connection. So, Yeah, let's say a person works until late or in different hours, wherever he lives on planet on the planet. So he knows there's a, there was a lesson and he can download it even if he's driving or something we have to be prepared for, for him to have a lesson and in his language in a way that he can comfortably download and listen 
So yes, we will summarize that during the day all the friends will receive a link to a survey, a questionnaire, where they will be able to put in their convenient times and accordingly the ideological group will organize it and in the next few days we'll update when such a point of connection of the whole world will be together with the Rav. Thank you. Yes, Rav. Such a Rav, do you think this lesson is more about explanation, less questions than answers? I, I want them to clarify all of that. They call it an ideological group, so let's see what they can do. It also needs to be in the examination of this questionnaire, yes? They should run a survey for the whole world and see what they can do or not and so on. I'm willing, I'm willing to follow. Turkey one. Thank you, Ralph. My friend is asking, at the end of the lesson, what kind of stage do we need to be? At the end of the lesson, we need to reach a feeling that we've connected to the Creator. And it doesn't matter how much we understood in our, our outer mind. What's important is that we manage to somewhat unlock our emotion, our desire in connection between us and by that we let the upper light influence us and change us and now when we will feel more how open we are to the Creator. Good luck. Yes, so as we're about to conclude our recorded lessons for today, from 10 to 10.30 a.m. Israel time, the news program with Dr. Michael Leitman, from 10.30 to 11.15 a.m., the program An Inside Look with Dr. Michael Leitman, and we will conclude with a song. When I can't wake myself, I need you here. I'm calling for your help. I keep on searching, searching for light. My heart feels frozen in this broken piece of life. Won't you please, 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 please help me? Let's do it together. No one is ever. Path. 